Good morning, Hudlers. It's Friday morning where we speak everything business and leadership. And this morning, we've got a phenomenal conversation with you anchored in what it is to actually use your voice as a speaker, train yourself, develop yourself such that your speaking gets you clients everywhere, anywhere, and perhaps forever. The Daily Huddle is a growing tribe of passionate people who want to uplift humankind through their work and throughout their communities. We invite you to elevate the way you experience life through rich and inspiring conversations with today's thought leaders. Be prepared to challenge your views about leadership, health, money, spirituality, communication, and relationships. Welcome to The Daily Huddle. Another conversation for another Friday. Thank you, everyone, for being here. If you're watching from Haiti, if you're watching from Africa, wherever you are, happy Friday to you. Welcome to this conversation anchored in this question. What are the benefits of becoming a trained professional speaker? Trained professional speaker. And our guest this morning is my very good friend, Marie Fertoni. Marie, I'm going to say a couple of words about you. None of it will ever be enough to say who you really are for me. Uh, I adore you as a friend, and I welcome you to the Daily Huddle. And world, this is who my friend is. She's the CEO of a company called Get Clients Everywhere. Marie works globally. Uh, if you catch her in the spring, she might be in Italy. <laughs> and she helps professionals build solid, long-term, successful businesses. She coaches entrepreneurs to become savvy, social and successful through cultivating professional relationships that are fulfilling, profitable, and through sound business building strategies, she helps her clients double or triple their income. Marie, you are a superstar. <laughs> Welcome to the Daily Huddle. It's great to have you again. It's been a while. Now, you, you call your business, get clients everywhere. And uh, in, in a way, you, you do help your clients get clients everywhere. I'm curious, how did you, what motivated you to create the business and target people in that vein? Why? Why get clients everywhere? Why the business you're in for you specifically? Okie dokie. Good morning, Sorrel and Gio and everyone. Thank you for having me here. Happy Friday. Um, it's a big question. You know, I've been kind of doing the same thing for many, many years. And about 18 years ago, I think that's when I created Get Clients Everywhere because as a sales coach, business development coach, I was really present to the fact that so many great people were not connecting the dots and realizing that their clients were all around them but they weren't doing the things that would lead people to actually either, they could either ask if they'd like to be a client or they weren't receiving the clues that people were saying, yes, I wanna work with you. So I was really looking and it just came out of my mouth that I said, people don't know that they've got clients everywhere. And the woman I was working with at the time, we just looked at each other and said, that's the, new, the newest iteration of my business. And so I really try to help people 
in the business practice really do the right thing so that they can be led to the right people, regardless of where they are. So when you know who you are, you know what you do, you know what you charge, you know the value you bring, you can communicate that well, and then you will find clients everywhere. Yeah, and, and, and finding clients everywhere, uh, what I'm hearing you say is it's not that everyone is your client. Correct. But if you know what you do, what you provide, and who you're targeting, you can find them everywhere. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That is awesome. Now, you, you make a commitment that people can co connect and prosper. And you have that as your tagline. Tell us a little bit more about that. All righty. Well, you know, I was realizing that I work with a lot of great people. I mean, people are awesome. And sometimes I wonder why they're not doing as well in business as I think they could be, should be, want to be. And what's missing, I think, is the human connection, you know, and looking at really being with people. You know, sometimes we've gone to a networking event or a conference and you meet someone and you shake their hands and say hello and they go, hi, my name is, would you buy my $10,000 program? <laughs> and it's almost funny because there's no connection. There's no interaction. It's mm -hmm. like almost, it's the wrong time to ask that question. They haven't taken the time to connect and find out who people are, yeah. um, you know? And so if you connect, you have the opportunity to prosper. If you prosper without the connection, I mean, it's like winning the lottery, you know, you get a lucky number and then the rest of it, you know, is poverty. <laughs> so yeah. I think the two, when you can connect and really be with someone and really understand what it is that you do and see if they're even a fit for what you do that you might even want to make that offer to work with them. That I think is where it really makes a big difference. So I want to see people connect so they prosper. Yeah. So being in business, prospering, in your view, demands connecting first. And the thought that came to mind is like, gosh, Marie, it takes time to connect. I mean, what if I'm in a place where I need some business now? Uh, how, do you, how do you marry those two, uh, urgency and connection? Well, I think there's a lot of ways to look at that. I mean, you know, sometimes, you know, I'll use this for example. You know, here we are on the Daily Huddle. There's people who are listening that I have no idea who they are. There are people that have asked me about the daily huddle that have been following me for years and saw the post that I made last week that I would be here with you. I don't even know they're following me. So they're paying attention to me. And then when I meet them, um, I had a situation not too long ago, I was a sponsor at an event and I went up to, to say hello to the different vendors that were there. And I just introduced myself. And this woman said to me, you're Marie Fratoni. I'm like, uh, yeah. And You're she said, I've been following for years. You run the network in Atlanta and I want to join. And she gave me a check that day. I had never met her before, but because I was out being visible, being visible, sharing things like on the daily huddle or other podcasts or whatever, people are paying attention. And I think it's important that we get out there because that's where you're connecting and the connections aren't always contingent. You know, it's like the universe rewards action. and. Um, you know, it, it can happen very easily. Yeah. So how does that all connect and prosper? How does that all relate to our question of the day? 
why professional speaker training is a must for leaders and business owners. Well, I just, you know, I'm, I'll start with myself. I had the right skill set, but I wasn't always getting the business when I went on my own. If I was working for a company and I was getting a salary and I, you know, I built my business long before the internet ever existed, you know, um, and, and I did that through speaking and training and, you know, leading events. And then this wonderful world of the internet comes on where there's so much digital content, there's all kinds of people, there's all kinds of people that go to Vistaprint and say they're a, whatever they are, because the card says they are. <laughs> and what's happening is um, they're getting out there and they're giving their message. You know, I've been booking speakers in a variety of ways for about 40 years. I know, I know it's a long time, but they could be, you know, they could have been corporate leaders for corporate events, entrepreneurial leaders. I work a lot with entrepreneurial leaders now. And most of the people are phenomenal. They're great. If you hired them, they would be fantastic. They know their business. They know how to serve people. But when they're speaking, they're not connecting with their audience. And if they make an offer, people are leaving the room without saying yes, or even being interested, or even saying thank you to the speaker. Mm -hmm. Many people are on Facebook. <laughs> Many people are checking their texts or checking their emails while the person in the front is pouring their heart out. But what they're not really doing is they're giving information, but they're not connecting with their heart. They're not caring about their audience. They're caring about their message. Yeah, so pause for a moment, Marie. You're saying that being a professional speaker, being in front of audiences over and over and over is a way to actually market myself one to many, market my business one to many, but that itself requires connection because I could be in front of the room and nobody's listening. Yeah. So how do how do you suggest that when we're in front of the room, we connect and prosper right then and there? Well, I think when you're when you're speaking, I think one <laughs> of the key things that speakers need to do is many people want to talk about themselves or they want to talk about what they want to talk about. They're not necessarily speaking into the listening of the audience, like what does the audience wanna hear? Are they the right audience for your message? If they're not, you don't have to bother. <laughs> but if they are, it's like, what are they dealing with that your problem, your services can solve? Um, and then the other piece is like, you wanna be able to interact with that audience, just like you're doing right now. You know, It's like many people just talk at people because they're a good speaker and they have, they can have beautiful voices, they can do different things, but the audience is not included in their talk. So part of performance of your talk is essential. And that's an area where I think a lot of people are not trained in, even to walk, how to use a mic, how to connect, how to use gestures, um, how to stand, how to work the room. There's a lot of elements that are really part of it that can bring people in, even on Zoom. Even on Zoom. Most people on Zoom are like this. Even the ones that are listening. As, as a listener, you're a speaker. You're present. You want to be alive. So there's some things that are very simple twists, but they can really net a lot of good business, good, ex, uh, good exposure, and a lot of opportunities to be invited to other stages when you're trained. 
so we're not actually going to train people how to be professional speakers now. Maybe you could leave them with two or three things that they could pay attention to, to begin to raise their game as speakers, knowing that the clear message is you can't be in business and not be a trained professional speaker. Because being in front of audiences gives you access to business. So what could you say to get us down that track? Yeah, it's a great question and, and we can do that easily. The first thing I would say is you have to get really clear as you know, there's the thing called a signature talk, which is not a workshop. This is not a signature talk, what we're doing here. It's just a presentation and a conversation that you and I are having. But I, I would say that what you want to do is really get clear. What is the message that, that, that you could provide that audience that would make a difference for them so that then they walk out the door, they can use it whether they hire you or not. So I would look at who is your ideal client what are the ways in which you deal with your ideal client that you know that you're the one, you're the one, you have the solution, all of that stuff. We sometimes play too broadly in the market and that I would conduct your offer there. Make your content quick, three to five points. But the other piece that many people do, you did a nice job with me and I appreciate that. You help establish my credibility. Why am I here? Many people don't take the time to really get themselves fully present so the audience knows why that person is in front of the room and why they're sharing. Mm. The other piece that I think is really important is that there is a particular arc of a successful talk that includes an introduction, something that really grabs people, that really like, like gets people off Facebook, that gets people present, like, whoa, you know, there's lots of ways to do that. Most people are clueless to that. Then you can identify yourself, give them your content. If you want to make an offer, um, you want to craft your offer such that it relates to that audience. And it's an easy yes, because when you speak with people, what you want to do is also leave that leave <clears throat> some leave behind things that could be what I call the data collection sheets, you know, where it's like you get invitations to speak at other events. People want to sign up for a complimentary call with you. They'd like to be put on your email list to receive your all of your wonderful nuggets. Most people leave without ever even capturing that. So they walk out empty because they haven't been trained how to do and work the whole event, the beginning of the event, the event, and the after the event. Yeah. Helpful? Now now, people don't become professional speakers by standing in front of the mirror and repeating and practicing what they already know. Uh, there, there are tools and techniques and uh, approaches of the trade of being a professional speaker that a professional coach, professional speaker coach can actually impart to someone. So tell us about getting trained by a professional speaker coach. What are the benefits of that? Oh, one is you'll get people to start following you, paying attention to you. Um, they'll start following you on social media. They'll start, they'll be added to your email list. And we all know that the email list is king and queen of your business today. It's not Facebook, it's not LinkedIn, although those help. Um, you wanna own your list. Um, the, what happens is when you make a clear offer, 
that's enticing enough for someone to say, yes, I'll give away a free offer all day long. I mean, I love giving things away, but I could also make a small priced offer depending on the audience. And if I lead them to that and have them wanting something, your talk is about getting people hungry for more, not giving them the whole meal in 10 minutes. Does that make sense? That makes sense. And you're a professional speaker coach, right? I am. I've been doing that since the mid 80s. Who knew? Who knew? Well, don't date yourself. <laughs> share, share a little bit of your background as a coaching uh, in coaching speakers. Yeah. Um, well, I've been speaking and doing workshops and trainings, you know, since I was in my 20s. You know, I just had to do that for my jobs. Um, and I have the gift of gab, you probably know that. Um, but when I went on my own to do my business, it was a little bit more tricky to try to do that because I didn't understand the mechanics of certain things. And um, I used to work for a company in Boston in the 80s. Uh, they really owned the market in executive presentation skills. I was maybe one of 10 instructor uh, presenters. And we did a three-day class called Executive Presentation Skills. And we worked with the corporate C-level executives. And um, we did that for about maybe three or four years. And then I went into my own business and I was working and trying to make sales and try to keep myself afloat and pay the bills and just getting started in my own thing. And I realized that I had the right things, but I was doing things in the wrong order. And mm -hmm. it was then that I actually started to apply the Executive Presentation Skills to myself. But, but in corporate, when people are on a salary, they don't have to make an offer. They could make, like if they're a salesperson, they are maybe doing a big thing for companies. Yeah. But Marie, as, pause for a second, because I don't want us to lose this. You said doing things in the wrong order. Could you clarify that a bit? What was the wrong order? And yeah. then shed some light on what the right order is that you discovered. Yeah, well, I, I think people that start off in a business are often starting off in the wrong order anyway, speaking or not. They, they're, they're doing things, they don't, they're not putting the foundation in. That's what I was not doing. I was not putting a foundation. I didn't know who my ideal client was mm. until maybe 20 years ago. I didn't know what my offers were going to be. I didn't know what kind of talk would really bring people in to start to follow me until I worked with a story coach actually, who helped me create my story. That when I go do that talk, I don't care where I am on the planet, is people will come up to me every time and say, you just told my story, can you help me? And my answer always is, I don't know, but let's have a conversation and see if I could. Yeah. So and I get the I interest in the connection. Wow, if I hear you correctly, uh, the the right quote unquote right order requires building a foundation and that foundation rests on me knowing who my ideal client is. And wanting people to, you want people to start to follow you. I think when you do a signature talk, if it's the first time you're with an audience, first of all, I want people to like me. I want them to know I'm a good person. I'm somebody who you could, you could vet me all day long and I produce good results over time. You, you want people to be interested in you. I like her earrings. She's got curly hair. Um, wow, look at those shoes. That's what people look at first. And it's amazing how many people show up at an event. I was just one, you know, I was just at one. I, I was shocked how people showed up. 
in professional, their professional demeanor. And we were kind of in Florida, so it was kind of laid back, but still, you know, um, it was just kind of interesting. Lose the Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> well, well, you know, if, if everybody's at the luau, then the Hawaiian shirt is great, but it's like, that's part of your presentation. Yeah. How do you show up? So when I work with people, one of the things that I do is I actually have them work with an image consultant as well. And there's a few of them that I work with so that they can help, whether it's their branding or what makes sense or what makes sense for that particular event. So, you know, there's a lot that you can do. The order of things in terms of really yeah. the connecting with your audience has to happen right off the bat. And that's what most people, they go right into content and people are like, who are they? What are they talking? Why, why are they here? Even why? though they might've seen a bio or something. Yeah. Well, Marie, you know, time's flying and I want the rest of the people here to get a little piece of you. So I'm opening it up for questions and comments and requests uh, now. So have at it, folks. Who's got a question or comment? Jill, that's Stacy. Hey, Mary. Um, I have a, something that was kind of uh, opening up as you were creating the entire conversation was um, a the art and the science of the being a speaker right, or, or making business from in front of a stage or in a networking event, right? And it's sort of, uh, I, I was sort of left like, whoa, there's a lot of work to do. <laughs> like, like, whoa. And so I appreciated the, um, the, the straightforwardness of it. You know, it, it wasn't the, the three steps to becoming a great speaker and making money from your story. It was more like, it's a, I felt it was more like, this is something to take serious and there's something to go reinvent within yourself. Yeah. Um, so that was a confronting, you know, that was like, oh my gosh. But what's a, for someone who's starting, right? And um, what's, a, what's a great place to start? Um, in addition to, and it's not a small thing, of course, what I'm going to say, but in addition to understanding who your audience is, um, what's a good place to start? What are three to five things, maybe six things, I think I have six in my talk, uh, that you can provide your audience that is general enough that can include a lot of people that they can see your style, they can see your demeanor, they can see how you are with people and, and start to craft it from there. But there's a lot that has to happen before you even start giving your content. So sometimes when I work with people, they've already got content and we polish it up, we streamline it, uh, we make it juicier, we add some slides to make it even more fun. Uh, and interactive. We give them things to do with the audience. So the audience is involved and with them. Um, but I think to really hone down your content in terms of how did you get there? What's a little piece of your story? And I mean, a little piece of your story and then relate it to the audience because the audience wants to see themselves in your story. And can they relate? I hope that communicates. Yes, thank you. 
Thank you, Jill. Stacy. Hi, good morning. Thank you so very much. This was awesome. This reminds me so much of Tara's segment, right? And thinking about uh, storytelling. Um, I want to be, I want to make sure I understand this though, because right? I'm a visual artist. So I always think about stories. So I want to be clear, we're selling our audience stories, like our stories or connective stories. I want to make sure I understand that because that's the way I understand that from uh, Tara as well. Well, I think stories are important. I don't really know what it is that you do, Stacy, but as a visual artist, is that what you said you were, visual artist? I mean, part of what you wanna, I think, display in your talk is some of your visual work. Right. So they can see that, but you wanna have something else besides your visuals, because in an audience, there are people that are very auditory and they love listening to great speakers. Mm -hmm. There are people that are very visual, so they want to have something to look at. And then there are people that are very kinesthetic that want to like touch things or say, oh, that's a great prop. Can I take a look at that? Or can I have that by my table? So there's things that you can we, you know, look at. I think <clears throat> it always goes to also, what is the intention of your talk? Like, what is it that you want to get from your talk? And then kind of work backwards to say, what do I need to provide in order for me to get that? And that's the part that what Gio said earlier, you know, it does take something, you know, if you want to get out there and speak a lot, like I love speaking. I mean, it's so much fun. And even if I didn't know what I was doing, I would still have fun, but I might not have had the results that I've had since I've been trained. And so now I know how to do that. And it's fun to work with other people to help them align with all of that information. So look at the intention of what it is that you want to get from your talk. Do you want clients? Do you want exposure? Do you want more opportunities to speak? Do you want paying things? Do you want people to have conversations with you? Um, there's a lot of ways to win by giving a talk. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you, Stacey. We'll Thank take you. one last one, Marie, and then we'll wrap it up. Cherie, go ahead. Hi, um, good morning. My question is in regards to a follow-up in terms of contact information. Is there a new way in terms of ease from a technology perspective to have people get in contact with, I'll say me, if that makes sense? Yes, it's a great question, actually. You know, if you're in a live event, I always put, have a leave behind. Um, many times they call it a speaker half sheet or it's just a data collection sheet. It's got three questions on it. Yes, I want to speak. I want to be on Marie's email list called um, Connections. Uh, two is I'd love to have a complimentary conversation with Marie. Third, I'm, I may know of other clubs or organizations where she could speak. So I actually will show that and I will say, you all have one of these by your table or by your chair. Take it out, fill it out. Do me a favor and just fill it out or just you know give me a little love note or something. Most people are going to fill it out. You always have the outliers that don't. That's okay. Then and online, I can just make that ask. I could say, if there's somebody here that might want to have a conversation with me to go a little bit deeper about what they do, you're welcome to reach out to me and send me uh, an email or ping me or find me on social media, send me a message and we'll line up a conversation. It can be that simple, but I think it's important to ask that let people know that you want to be communicated with and that you'd like to follow up with people. I want to follow up with the people that are interested. I don't want to follow up with people that aren't interested. So I can weave my talk so that people either see themselves or not. 
that makes sense. Awesome. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for participating the way you are. And Marie, I, I, you know, I saved the best for last. And the best is that you just launched a book. <laughs> I did. Could you close with a quick note about your book and where people can actually connect with you and the book? Yeah, it's really great. Well, here's my new book. It's called, let's see, it's called Soulful Leadership. A new way, tools for a new way of being. Social leadership, a tools for a new way of being. And it's a compilation book with a lot of people that I've been in a mastermind with for about a year. And I wrote one chapter. My one chapter is all about growing from one conversation to a global network through using um, a virtual coffee technique. And I teach people how to have a virtual coffee uh, in the book. So there's practical tools. I'm probably the most pragmatic of the book. It's available on Kindle now um, for 99 cents and you can download it. And uh, if you like it, leave a review. This is my first time I've never been in a book I've become, you know, a compilation, but so now I can say I'm an author <laughs> on my credentials, <laughs> which by the way, is a key to getting speaking engagements with certain people that use event planners because event planners, they have their checklist. And if I'm not a professional author, I'm excluded from those opportunities. Um, and you can find it on, on Amazon, uh, 99 cents. And then the, I think the hard copy comes out next week. Uh, and you can reach me, just go to getclientseverywhere.com. Uh, that is the name of my business. And when I work with people, I show them how they too can get clients everywhere. And that makes me happy. Uh, and um, if you'd like to have a conversation about anything about business or growing, you're welcome to reach out to me. You can send me an email, marie at getclientseverywhere.com or ping me on social media or something. But, Perfect. you know, it's a nice opportunity. And I appreciate the opportunity to share and see if I can make a difference. I hope I did today. And I just want to leave you empowered to say, you know, when, you, when you're trained to do certain things, you're all trained anyway in all kinds of things. But if you want to add speaking to that, you can explode your business. You can explode your bottom line and uh, have an amazing, amazing fun time doing your business. Awesome, Marie. Thank you. And I've posted in the chat as well as on Facebook the link for speaker savvy for people to find out have a talk with you and find out whether or not your program is uh, what they need or is a fit for them. So, uh, Marie, thank you. Welcome. Thank you for blessing us and gracing us with your presence. Uh, we're going to end the show, folks. I know you want to stay here for another hour, but here we go. This is our show, gang. I love you. Giovanni loves you more. At the Daily Huddle, we agree that the best way to kick off the day is to adhere to Patty Dabrowski's seven principles for having a happy body, sexy skin, a laughing spirit, and a rewarding life. Give. Give of your time, your full attention, and of your unique talents. Move. Move your body to keep it feeling energized and alive. Eat mostly plants. Plants are the purest fuel to help you reach your potential each day. Sleep. Sleep is how the body repairs itself and readies us to give our very best each day. Stress less. According to John Perkins, stress is just a problem without a solution. Choose your solution and dismiss that stress. 
laugh, laugh out loud, from your belly to your chest and with your head tossed back. You will fire up your endorphins and bring more energy to everyone around you. Love, most of all, love. With your words, your thoughts, and your actions, power them with love and watch the way you experience life elevate to all it can be. We thank you for joining us on The Daily Huddle. We are a growing tribe of passionate professionals seeking to inspire a new generation of leaders. Go out and share your unique ability to impact the world. Until next time.